Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. District of Conservation is sponsored by Real Camo Girl, a lifestyle brand for women who love the great outdoors, spanning from hunting, fishing, foraging, archery, shooting sports, and the like. We are proud to have them as a sponsor, and you can learn more about them at www.realcamelgirl.com and follow them all across social media to learn more and get in. Welcome to episode 26 of District of Conservation. Before I go into today's topic, which will be a little departure from my usual policy discussions, I really want to address the podcast being mentioned in Independent Women's Forum's list of 13 great podcasts for conservative women. That is a really high honor, especially since this podcast is just shy of six months old. I am really happy to see accolades like this. And to be honored for that, we are trying to deliver a a true conservation perspective on wildlife efforts, gun rights efforts, and everything that relates to wildlife and habitat management restoration efforts there. So thank you, Erica. The outdoor industry has a lot of factions, a lot of different players, perspectives, regions, and so much going on that the intra-party conflicts that happen in the outdoor industry sadly take hold and dominate the conversation And I want to use episode 26 of this podcast to reinforce a principle that I think is largely missing from the outdoor industry, and that is to make it, especially hunting, ecumenical. And you hear this term ecumenical, an adjective, applied to any discussion of Christianity and perhaps uh, the the need to unify people, unify under a banner of an issue, let's say if it's a pro-life issue or if you find in political parties uh, to be ecumenical and uniting for defense of a cause. And I think the term ecumenical and, and the ecumenical worldview should apply to growing and increasing the ranks of hunting and equally fishing. Merriam-Webster defines ecumenical as worldwide or general in extent, influence, or application. And it also can mean something that has universal, wide-ranging, general appeal. Hunting and fishing are some of America's favorite pastimes. Regardless of where you live, what income strata you come from, your social status, your gender, whether or not you're a first-generation American, if you love the great outdoors, especially hunting and fishing, it should not matter what your preferred style of hunting or fishing is as long as you're ethical and law-abiding. There is a lot of discussion, and we see this all throughout social media, over what the right way to hunt or the right way to fish is. I would say it's largely the former that gets debated a lot. And I believe the term ecumenical can and should be applied. It's a philosophy that should be applied back into the outdoor industry. Although I am new to hunting, I believe I can speak to this debate and how divisive it can get, especially as hunting numbers are diminishing. Although there is 
amend with that. It, it's on the incline back to, to healthy numbers. It's not perfect yet, but it's getting there. But there's just so much intraparty conflict in the outdoor industry that it takes away from the achievements of the outdoor industry. People are divided in the following camps, a West Coast hunter versus an East Coast hunter, rifle hunters versus bow hunters, small game hunters versus big game hunters, public land hunters versus private land hunters, high fence versus backcountry, and sometimes we hear a debate over fly versus bait cast versus spin cast. But again, you see most of this conflict with hunting. It should not matter in the ecumenical style what your preferred method of hunting or fishing should be as long as you're ethical, law-abiding, and exuding best practices and not showing gory images on social media and being tasteful throughout your showcasing of hunting if you do decide to showcase it on social media. And if you prefer to be private, that's excellent too. I don't think hunters, new hunters and seasoned hunters alike should be lectured by a certain group of people who are holier than thou in their attitude and hunting styles. They shouldn't be dictated as to what the right method of hunting especially should be. There are many threats to hunting and fishing these days from anti-hunters, radical environmentalists, faux pro-hunting organizations. There is a political party out there that is adamant about banning unfavorable types of hunting like predator hunting of coyotes, as we see with recent efforts in Connecticut, New Mexico, Montana, New Hampshire. You even have bills in Oregon like Senate Bill 439 that wants to ban field testing of bird dogs plus coyote hunting because it is supposedly cruel to put a dog on a leash waiting for field trials. There are so many threats to hunting that if the movement were to be compromised by this intraparty fighting, we're going to lose at the ballot box, lose the legislative battle. And it doesn't matter what type of style you prefer to hunt with. If your lifestyle is put in jeopardy and these laws, for example, are put into place, it doesn't matter what hunting style you choose. Your That heritage is going to be jeopardized and wiped out when people try to ban it. It should not matter what you do if the lifestyle is being threatened. Regardless of your preferred style of hunting, if we don't unite over the critical battles to protect the heritage, whether it comes from bad, egregious laws that seek to strip your right to hunt or the ability to hunt. Many states have right to hunt and fishing amendments, so most of your states, for those of you listening, should have it. So it really is a revocation of rights to hunt and fish in many states when they're trying to put in these coyote hunting bans, trapping bans, etc. But if you're not consumed with and, and prioritizing these legislative battles and ways to unify the movement, it's going to be a net loss when that right to hunt, especially to predator hunt or whatever type of hunting you do, gets stripped away. We see this with grizzly bear hunts, managed hunts in the greater Yellowstone area. They're trying to do this in New Jersey with the black bear hunt. And when you're focusing on these inter-party, inter-party conflicts, this is what happens. Things go under our noses and are presented to the wider public. And there's nothing you can do because all this money gets funneled into these anti-hunting causes and it's overwhelming. And when you're distracted by who's the better hunter because they hire, they hunt in this preferred style, you lose out and it's not healthy. And we see this, I, I believe the gun rights movement is a little more unified in this. Of course, there's intra-party conflicts with their and it's not perfect, but I think the gun industry and excuse me, the gun rights movement is a little more unified. And I think the hunting industry can learn from those in Second Amendment advocacy that 
being united for every type of aspect of hunting is extremely important because if you chip away at one aspect, very certain the rest of of commonly accepted hunting could be equally chipped away as well. And it doesn't help that self-righteous hunters who particularly uh, tell you to spend all this money to hunt a certain way. Again, nobody should dictate what type of style of hunting you partake in. I personally, being new to hunting, I prefer hunting on private land. I go fishing on public land because it's a little easier to do that in Virginia. Since there are fewer obstacles, there are fewer people competing for fishing spots, I see the need to fish on more fishing spots versus privately hunting on private land. And a great system, by the way, if you're in Virginia or North Carolina, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, a great company that's helping to bridge the gap for increasing hunting opportunities and access is Outdoor Access. They're a great organization, and I did some ads for them, so I may be a little biased, but they're really awesome, and they're helping bridge the gap. But I choose to hunt in the private manner. I have hunted on public lands when I went waterfall hunting. I've done upland bird hunting in a preserve. I've done private land hunting so far for turkey and deer. It's a little easier to do it. We only have maybe a little less than 20% of public land hunting here in Virginia. Every state varies. And it should not matter what style you hunt. I'm not, I'm never going to dictate to anyone listening to the podcast or people who follow me on social media, what the right way to hunt or fish is. I like to try everything. I'm getting into fly fishing and it doesn't take away from my being a bait caster or spinner caster by partaking in fly fishing. The more skills, you know, the better, but again, it's not anyone's place. It's not my place to dictate to you what is the best type of hunting or fishing. It has to be according to your situation, your surroundings, your price point, your budget, uh, your availability to go to the outdoors. Again, this is a free, this country has free will. And I think the outdoor industry, again, should go more so in line with being ecumenical. We need to, I hate to use this term, we do need a big tent for hunters. It doesn't matter what your politics are, as long as you don't try to strip away hunting and impose gun control. You're welcome in my book. I want everyone who hunts and fishes, regardless of where they live, how they vote, etc. But if you t- advocate for causes that chip away from the hunting or fishing lifestyle, I'm going to call you into question. However, that's really small in the big scheme of things when it comes to growing our numbers. Everyone should be able to hunt and fish without retribution or judgment by people on social media, particular groups, or organizations. And if we get distracted... We're going to see, again, all these anti-hunting bills come about. And hunting is under threat in this country. Uh, the media is not helping us with their portrayals. Social media is certainly a vacuous place where you cannot widely and peaceably share your hunting pictures in most occasions. So it's important to band together to adopt a more ecumenical philosophy with welcoming everyone who hunts and fishes so long as it's done ethically, morally, and legally. It doesn't matter what you choose to do. So that's kind of my stand on things there. Another important thing I want to hit home is the other debate that happens with respect to sportswomen in the outdoor industry. And with it being, I guess, International Women's History Month, uh, it's important to, I guess, shed light on this. I don't really follow the holiday so much. I think it's been hijacked largely by a particular political sect, but I like that the outdoor industry, especially some fishing women's group are trying to take that mantle back slowly. But my friend Alicia Downs up at Tide and Tail wrote about how she noticed someone recently being ostracized by men in the outdoor industry who 
judge and prognosticate and patronize women. And, and she follows a woman who's really into hunting, she says in her article, which I'll link in the show notes. She usually never lets these types of uh, comments get to her. But I think all of us as women, if you're a woman listening, and again, this is not a stab at any man. I largely got into the outdoors because of my father and I have a lot of male mentors, but there are a few outliers who really do ruin the experience for women. And Alicia writes this, we alienate those who aren't like us. We shame those who try to be like us. We bully those who do it differently than us. If we continue to behave this way, we slowly diminish our opportunity to recruit and empower new outdoorsmen who care about preserving and protecting our wild places. And conversely, we increase the number of people who decide the outdoors, quote, isn't for them, end quote, perhaps because we made them feel that way. So we... so they have no will to fight for it. I think this goes along the lines of what I'm trying to establish in this podcast about being ecumenical. And it doesn't hurt when you have not only people lecturing others about the preferred right way to hunt, but also shaming people, especially women or newbies, about how to hunt too. That really goes along the lines of the theme of this week's podcast episode. I think Alicia did an excellent job of highlighting this without really exploring the nitty-gritty and the woe is me attitude about sportswomen, because uh, as a collective bunch, sportswomen are very empowered. We have standards. We don't think you should gain prominence in the outdoor industry simply by flashing a bikini or pretending that a catch that someone else did on your behalf is your catch. We, we pride ourselves in being authentic. And I think women do get ostracized a lot. I've been ostracized many times, but I don't let it get to me. I see it. I've seen others be recipients of unnecessary ostracism. I love tips. I want people to recommend things to me and and ways to improve my craft, especially when it comes to hunting and even fishing. I don't get offended. Usually most suggestions are welcomed and they're constructive criticism, but I have been on the receiving end of so many different things. Like I haven't held a gun the right way. Although you can't really tell what it is. I am not holding my hand on the trigger. I'm not doing anything wrong, but I've had people tell me you're not doing something correct. You're not doing this or the instance that I only got to a certain place because of my perceived looks, which I've never relied on my looks to get anywhere in my profession and also in the outdoor industry. It's, it's sad that women who are presentable, they may be attractive. They may be very well read, very well spoken, get this treatment and, and get lumped in with all these booth babes or these gun bunnies. And that's not fair either. So I think that goes along the lines of why we have to be more ecumenical, a little more tender, not politically correct. I don't believe that's a solution to anything, but some people really do need to put down their phones and not judge people in this regard or alienate people who may want to partake in the outdoors. Again, we have diminishing numbers, not so much in fishing, but in hunting, and it would be more productive and conducive to recruitment efforts if people didn't employ certain tactics that would seek to alienate and destroy any opportunities to lure in new people. So that's a that's my rant for this week. That was episode 26 of District of Conservation. I think we do need to be more ecumenical in our approach with respect to not alienating people who hunt or may want to introduce someone new to hunting, regardless of the style that they employ. But also, especially in line with all this discussion about women's empowerment, especially in the month of March, I think it's important that women who want to be treated seriously in the outdoors 
don't get lumped in with the women who ruin it for not only our gender but everyone else women have worked very hard to become legitimate in the outdoor industry and it's not simply enough to ostracize them and lump them in with people who ruin it for the rest of us if you like this podcast and the themes that we explore here i encourage you to download district of conservation on apple podcasts that's the best way we can channel traffic increase our reach you can also follow us on anchor.fm and social media at facebook twitter and instagram we're going to have more guests and more lengthy conversations about hunting, fishing, shooting sports emanating in and around the D.C. metro area and also from the guests that I bring onto the podcast. Let's try to be more united and less divided. So that was the takeaway. And I hope this gets you inspired to bring more people to the outdoors. Thank you guys for supporting the podcast. And I hope you take a listen and share the good word and get more people outdoors. 